Gursky, and you're listening to Quick Hits, a podcast about all things terrorism-related, brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I read a recent article in The Economist about the trial in New Zealand of an Australian man named Brendan Tarrant, who in March of last year attacked a mosque, uh, two mosques actually, in Christchurch on the South Island of that country, killing uh, 51 people, 51 Muslims at prayer. This attack, of course, was made all the more heinous because Mr. Tarrant live-streamed the attack on a GoPro, and it was shared lots of times before it was eventually taken down. That was his point, right, was to try and demonstrate what he was doing and to to gain supporters. And in fact, he has been named in some of the right-wing white supremacist, white nationalist propaganda, St. Brendan, or St. Tarrant, for for what he did. In any any event, he, of course, uh, has been found guilty by a New Zealand court. And in a rather interesting result, which is apparently the first time in New Zealand history, he has been sentenced to life in prison the rest of his life, which had never happened before. Most sentences allow the possibility of parole. Mr. Tarrant will not get parole. This is a good thing. He never should see the light of day ever again for what he did. The article goes on to talk about the reaction by the family. So many of the families bore testimony about uh, the loss of their loved ones, what they saw that day. Mr. Tarrant himself did not testify. He did not hire any lawyers. He just sat there, and I guess his decision not to defend himself was a bit of a reprieve or a bit of a blessing in the sense that the families didn't have to relive what happened through the eyes and through the, I guess, the mouth of an absolute heinous person who killed you know, more than 50 people in cold blood. The reason I'm commenting on this today is that there is apparently a movement within Australia, uh, first of all, to have a royal commission to investigate whether the authorities could have prevented the attacks. And as I've lamented in the past, we here in Canada have far too many royal commissions. I'm not sure why we have them. They take lots of time. I'm not sure what they find. The more interesting part, though, was that uh, one of the submissions of this inquiry, a group called the Islamic Women's Council in New Zealand, said that, We told the security services about the growing threat of Islamophobia. And they believe that if the threats had been taken more seriously, quote, Mr. Tarrant may not have gotten to the doors of the mosques. What do we do about all this? What the submission seems to be suggesting is that the New Zealand Security Service, the NZSIS, which I know quite well, having worked with them when I worked for the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, blew it, didn't take the advice seriously, didn't take the suggestions that Islamophobia was on the rise, and therefore this attack took place. Had they taken it more seriously, it may have been prevented. Look, I get the emotion surrounding the families of the victims. I get this sense that if something could have been done to prevent it, it should have been done. And if it it, it was not prevented, They do want to find, not necessarily a scapegoat, but a reason for why it wasn't prevented. Were signs missed? Were investigations handled poorly? Were threats dismissed as not being important enough? Were there other priorities? I think that's a perfectly natural human reaction when something of this scale happens. Not surprisingly, I'm going to push back a little bit against this. Having worked in security intelligence for more than three decades and having been involved in uh, investigations as well as uh, instances where things uh, went bad, when we didn't stop things, like the attack 
by Michael Zahaf Pipo on the National War Memorial in October of 2014, in which Nathan Cirillo was killed. I wasn't at CSIS at the time. I was at uh, Public Safety Canada. I was actually in uh, in Toronto, of all places, giving a briefing to the uh, OPP, the Ontario Provincial Police, when the attack took place. I do recall, though, uh, walking to work uh, the day after the attack. This would have been October the 23rd, 2014, and stopping by the War Memorial, in which there were hundreds, if not thousands, of, of bouquets of flowers laid to commemorate uh, or to respect the death of, of, of Corporal Cirillo, who was an honor guard of the National Cenotaph. And I stopped for a second, and I, this is, this is true, I'm not, I'm not making this up, I actually kind of apologized. I apologized to Corporal Cirillo for the fact that we, as a security intelligence, as law enforcement, did not know about Michael Zahaf Bebo, or didn't know enough, or didn't take steps to prevent his death. That was my immediate reaction to him. And in many ways, that attack led me to adopt my so-called retirement career in talking about terrorism, talking about it from a former practitioner's perspective, just to remain active in this field. But the bottom line is, we can't stop everything. It's simply impossible. Unless we agree as Canadians or as New Zealanders to live in a police state where everyone is monitored all the time, all communications are captured, all emails are perused, people are followed by surveillance teams, or we adopt the Chinese method where they're using artificial intelligence and face recognition to monitor people on a 24-7 basis, bad things are going to happen. Now, I have no idea what the NZSIS, the security service, knew or didn't know about Mr. Tarrant leading up to the attack uh, last March. Maybe they had a file on him, maybe they didn't. If the New Zealand service is anything like my old service, the security, uh, CSIS, I can pretty well assure you that right-wing terrorism, like the form it took in New Zealand, was not an investigative priority. Why? Because, and you've heard me argue this ad nauseum, Islamist extremism was and still is the number one priority for the security service from a terrorism angle. There are other priorities when it comes to counterintelligence and counterproliferation and trying to stop foreign interference like the Chinese and the Russians trying to affect the U.S. election. There are always far more priorities than there are resources on the ground. And I think that pointing fingers, which is a natural human reaction, has to be set aside now, New Zealand can do whatever it wants with its inquiry and its Royal Commission, and they may find out that clues were missed. But I also want to point out that just because a body of people says that something is a threat doesn't mean that security services should drop everything and go to that new priority, go to that new task. What if you're wrong? What if the worry that isn't, that white-ring terrorism was a growing threat was based on either false information or the fact, again, that I've mentioned on many occasions, there's lots of information out there about people talking the talk, but very few people walk the walk. You can't jump at every single lead. You can't drop everything on a constant sort of revolving door basis to go from A to B and then back to A and then back to B, etc., etc., ad nauseum, ad infinitum. That's not the way a security intelligence or law enforcement agency needs to work. Could more be done to look at right-wing terrorism? I absolutely agree, and I've, I've acknowledged that in many blogs and many podcasts. 
but I think there's a, a, a fundamental lack of understanding about how security intelligence works, how investigations work, and how the whole thing comes together. Now, everything I say today could be proven irrelevant if the commission finds that the New Zealand authorities had concrete information that one Mr. Brendan Tarrant of God knows where Australia was in the country and was planning an attack and they ignored it. That would be an egregious uh, fault. That would be dereliction of duty. I have sneaking suspicion that wasn't the case. I would think that the threat scenario, the threat posture was nebulous. It was circumstantial. It was aspirational, perhaps, if I can use that word. But rarely do you get intelligence that person A of 123 Main Street is going to attack a certain building at 12.37 p.m. on this day and not another day. If our systems worked that way and we had the kind of intelligence, then great. We'd stop a lot more things than, than we do. And we do stop most things as, as, as law enforcement security intelligence. Our, our track record is actually quite good. I don't want to belabor this point. I understand what the families are going through. I understand that they want answers. I get it. But at the same time, I think that it's important to keep in perspective how all these things come together, how investigations are done, how priorities are set, how information is triaged once it comes in. Is it solid information? Is it one-time reporting? Is it an unreliable source? Is it based on, on, on information that's not correct? All these things are, into the, are put in the mix when it comes to what you do and what you don't do. My heart goes out to the families as they continue to struggle within the aftermath of this horrendous attack by a right-wing wanker who wanted to make his name and now will spend the rest of his life behind bars. I hope he remains there. In the same way Anders Breivik, the, the new Norwegian terrorist from 2011, has asked to be put on parole. I sure as hell hope the Norwegians don't grant him a, a, a second of daylight for the rest of his life after he killed 77 people. Anyhow, that's my views on things. Curious what you think? You can reach me on email borealisrescue gmail.com or on Twitter at Borealis Saves. You can also find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. If you want to subscribe to the content I produce, go to my website borealisthreatenrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, provide your email address, and you'll get a free daily digest of all the material produced, the Today in Terrorism series, all the blogs, and all the podcasts. I'd like to hear what you think of the podcast, as well as the other content you, you get from Borealis. Drop me a line. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.